Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. He's dying. Oh, green. Dave. Dave's dying, everybody. Oh, my goodness. This is episode 56, and it's all about oh. coughing out phlegm. Ooh. Dave, Sorry how's your phlegm looking? Sorry about that, guys. Um, How's your phlegm looking? I'm dying over here. Chris was dying last week, and now I'm dying look, this week. Look, my phlegm looks like this, and your phlegm looks like that. The color of this daggone shirt right now. <laughs> and it's crazy, because I, I was actually in Pawpaw, West Virginia this weekend on a client's property and it was nothing but mountains and i think i must have been getting some sort of chest thing because when i went there it was all hills climbing it i'm winded and i think it had accelerated what i was kind of getting because the very next that cold air yeah the very next day my throat or my chest was kind of crackly and then monday uh it's just sore throat and um some sort of chest issue going on, but we're working through it. Well, this is what the seventeenth. Yeah. I started. I started with COVID on the third. Mm-hmm. I'm two weeks in. Yep. So trying to get better. Yeah. So I'm anybody listening? Pardon my voice; it's a little froggy right now, but uh, we'll work through it here. So today we're going to talk about. Um, signs to look for uh it can be related to public and private land and then and this is for scouting you know when you start getting into you know the springtime and summer and a little bit into the fall basically general rules of thumbs for things to look for um and then we'll finish it up with uh some this scouting now because uh there's a lot of people doing it especially with all this snow I'm in Maryland. I got, we got a bunch of snow and, you know, most of the area's got snow. So we'll talk about, you know, the guys scouting in the snow and what that actually means or could help or hurt your situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wake over there. What he said. All right. So <laughs> why don't we jump into scouting or what to look for signs? What type of signs are we looking for? on private land what are you looking for first of all i start i start scrapes mock scrapes and stuff early i get them out no later than june i start Mm -hmm. running that stuff and i'm putting out trail cameras about that time because about that time anyhow i have cameras situated dual purpose i'm out there trying to get pictures of bears because that's the bear mating season is uh you know may june july somewhere falls in between there the bear rut so i'm trying to get cruising bears on pictures to for uh to see what's out there take an inventory, see if, see if I got any bear action on the properties I hunt. And at that point, like I said, I'm, 
I'm situating cameras for them and I'm, I'm running mock scrapes about that time. So trying to take inventory that way too. So what I'm doing is I'm looking for existing scrapes a lot of times and I will usually take over an existing scrape, start juicing it up a little bit and uh, using a little urine in it, using a little Smokies, using some branch butter or Smokies, preorbital, something like that on the upper branches, licking branches. And uh, that's how I start my scouting for the year. I usually wait till about then to be yeah, honest. You're just, you're just getting, uh, you're just trying to see the inventory of what's around. Yep. I start, I start the inventory. Um, I'm, I'm walking existing trails, seeing if they're beat. Um, and where those trails go to and from. Yeah. Now, I hunt. Obviously, there's no ag or food around the mountain that I hunt. So, I'm trying to backtrack these trails and see where they where they're coming from you know trying to get back towards a bedding area or something and no harm no foul back in june or july if you bump some deer so it's not a big deal at that point i don't think so i'm out there cruising i'm looking looking for uh thick areas looking for bedding areas and things looking for any available uh food that I could find, you know, that's a good time to find your beech trees or your, or your white oaks and things because you're, you're leafed up now. See, cause I have a hard time, uh, telling what trees are, which if there's no leaves on them, just by looking at the bark, you know, mm-hmm. uh, except for the obvious ones. But I mean, there's a city kid here. He don't know all his tree bark. So it takes, it takes some leaf up for me to figure out what kind of trees are out there. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for food sources that way for, for nut trees. Uh, you say that it's easier for me to identify by bark than it is. Really? Leaves. Yeah. See, I, I gotta have the leaves on, man. Unless <laughs> I got me... my phone and I have, if I have my phone and I got my app and I can take a picture and I got some mm-hmm. internet, you know, or, uh, you know. I got, I can get some data going there. Let, let's ask this real quick on the mountain where you hunt, mm-hmm. you've killed, I like in the past, what, four years, you've killed like three good ones. At least. Yeah. Okay. So thinking of that, um, and with your inventory in the summer, mm-hmm. have you killed a buck that you've had on camera in the summer? Once. Okay. Now I, the one time. I, I have, in fact, I made a post about it because I actually had a picture of a bear and a buck inventoried going back through my pictures. And I found the buck that I killed and the bear that I killed. Okay. Pretty neat. So you had that, you had that buck picture in the summer and you killed it in the fall. Yes. The other bucks that you have seen on camera. Yes. Have you seen them during the season? A lot. Okay. So, you know, doing inventory is just seeing what's out there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're going to see them come archery yeah. season. So they're disappearing. They're going somewhere oh, else. Yeah. yeah, they're headed. They're they're somewhere else. And that's 
that's one of the reasons why we want to do this podcast is because at different times of the year when you're scouting deer are in different patterns and mm-hmm. they what where they're at in june and july they may not be in september or october mm-hmm. because I get all fired up and I get these humongous bucks on camera all summer. And I, I share them with Dave a lot. I don't put them on the internet or nothing, but I share with these nice pictures with Dave. We, we shoot pictures back and forth all summer. And I mean, I've got some freaking hammers on camera. I mean, probably pushing 160, 170, some of these. Or at least that's what they look like with the velvet on, anyhow. And then uh, it seems like when they go to rubbing the velvet off, they disappear. Mm-hmm. And that's, a that's lot public. Of them, that's public land. Yeah, probably ninety percent of them I never see again. Mm-hmm. Well, know. let's keep that in mind. Let's jump to private. Now you have a private piece that you hunt your mother-in-law's, mm-hmm. where you food plot it and all that good stuff. Yes, you've had a lot of bucks in there yes. during the summer, and they stayed. They do stay. They that's do why stay. I wanted to bring. That's why I asked that question. Yes, there's such a difference when you get private land that's not that's not uh, pressurized by the surrounding properties, you know. Uh, and there's good bedding nearby, and there's a swamp nearby, and I supply the food. Obviously, I mean, because directly adjacent, there's not even good browse, to be honest, Mm -hmm. but they're heading to my destination plots. And if I'm getting them on camera in the summertime, I will probably, and I'm I'm just guessing, I'm probably going to see about 60% of those same ones from the summer in archery season. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's exaggerating. So well, I had a lot of nice ones on camera all summer. And like I'm trying to say is I probably kept about 60% of them. Well, so I'm asking these questions because my throat's rough. So you're going to do most of the talking here. But <laughs> that's, all right. um, that's why I asked the difference between that two. But definitely difference. Definitely. Let's talk about the difference. Why? in the mountain where you're when you're hunting on public land do you see the deer in the summer and then the fall they pretty much disappear but on private land you see them in the summer quote unquote summer food doe factory but you're <laughs> holding the you're holding the deer in the summer not holding them but you're attracting them in the summer yeah, but they're also there in the fall yeah. so let's break the difference down on why the deer could possibly nobody really knows but why they're possibly leaving the area you're scouting in the summer on public, but they stay on private in the fall. I, I do know one definite reason. It's all speculation. You know, I do, I do know a reason over on the mountain. And one of the reasons is as the crow flies within a mile, there's camps. And, all summer long, these camps are feeding. You know, they're putting out, they're putting out bird food. They're putting out corn cribs and stuff, you know. So I get a lot of action from the deer 
cross and uh going across going across the saddle that I have the camera set on and I mean you're literally I'll get pictures of uh squirrels sometimes with a half of a ear of corn in their mouth you know so they're traveling that far you know crisscrossing to get some feed so that is one of the definite reasons why um plus you got the human pressure situation well when the weekends are here and the campers are up and they're they're carrying on they're loud and the area i live is a tourist trap it's all camping resorts you can pull camper up and tent or have a camper or uh i'm i'm over a bend on a river and they rent canoes there so it's loud and you can hear the aluminum canoes and you know people screaming and fishing and carrying on and swimming i mean there's a lot of action all around you. this area <laughs> it triggers me all right especially if it's hunting season and they're still loud but what ends up like i said what ends up happening i see them in the summer but it's it's daylight or before dark they're moving they're heading to heading to or coming back from those feeders a lot of times and obviously that's gone come hunting season you know that has to be removed and gone and that is one of the reasons why the action slows down so much and you just get the local deer not I'm, the travelers, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yep, I'm putting you to the test today. So, um, <laughs> on the mountain, is there mm -hmm. is there oaks? They're behind me where I hunt. I hunt over a ridge top, and they seem to bed down low towards the river in the thicker stuff. And so I set up uh, just below the bench, and behind me is a white oak flat there are tons of i mean it's obviously it's mixed with other oaks and maple and you know all kind of mixtures but majority of it is oak and they it's, seem they seem to come uphill in the fall to get the, the food yes when the acorns start dropping and that's why i'm there so they're they're bedding low yes lower and lower. then the food is up high yes okay yep and it's the top you know it's at the top of the mountain so right that's a that's, mountain country. that's getting that's getting that canopy is getting the sun on mm -hmm. top now the side hills predominantly is more laurel and pine rhododendron yes and rhododendron and so you have lower uh nutritious low you know low on the on the mountain but they like to go down and you know they like to be near the water they like to bed down in the thick stuff so okay so public land or private land sorry um where you're at and we're talking about the bucks staying there yes what uh it's more of a flat land yeah what are we doing there and is there any oaks it's more of a flat land and there's a couple pieces around me uh, like I said, I have a swamp, and 
coming in my road, there's a bunch of land that's just unmolested. You know, it hasn't been timbered in a long time. And yeah, there's, there's oak mixture in there. Um, now you talking about this swamp. Are you saying like where I would turn right onto your street, it'll be on the right-hand side? Uh, I'll be over more towards my in-laws road. Okay. So how, how far is that swamp where, now do you know they're betting there? Oh yeah. I used okay. to be, somebody dumped a house in down there below Ed's and that kind of cut off some of my hunting. You know. So how, how far is that? So where? So how far are they traveling from that swamp to your food plot? I mean, if you followed the gas line straight down in, which is actually a pretty easy walk for them, just to walk a gas line, you could be from the destination plot. You could walk four hundred yards. Okay, Maybe. so they're so it's flat, and they're bedding near in or near the swamp, yes. which I'm sure is full of some some browse and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're traveling up to 400 yards to get to your food plot. Yes, yes. So that's the difference. Mountain land, pure mountains. They're bedding down low on the side hills. Mm-hmm. They're walking up, working their way up through the you know benches and saddles or whatever point there is, yep. getting to the oaks because that's all that's really up there. And then they may go somewhere later during the night feeding on something. But Mm -hmm. private land, you have a food plot, which is like two acres or so. Mm -hmm. And then it's flat. Mm -hmm. They're bedding in or around the swamp on flat land. And they're traveling up to 400 yards to get to your food source. Yeah. 400 or less. And they're there before dark. Yep. And the bucks that were there in the summer, primarily were there in the fall or, you know, kind of not every day, but majority of the days of the week, they were there. Yep. Um, my so, target buck last year was shot across the road. Right. From my destination plot on my side of the road. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you go down the road, swamp on both sides. So I know they're betting in the swamps. So, the lucky owners across the road know that also. And they killed your dream. He, he, he did. She did. The little girl, the little girl crushed my dreams. Stole your thunder. Like you stole my thunder when you killed my sick of buck. Stop it. Kill you. She she killed my dreams with a, with a crossbow. Mm -hmm. 11 points. Yep. And I, I watched that deer and fed that deer all summer. And it, uh, hop, skip, and a jump as the crow flies less than 200 yards to that swamp. So you're so you're telling me you had summer food all spring and summer long, and it didn't push all the bucks away. No, I actually. I'm ready had for drama. Opposite. I'm ready for drama today. I, well, this will stir it up because everybody talks about a doe factory with spring and summer food plots. Well, if, it's, if not, you, it's not everybody. It's one guy. Well, they all follow him though. I'm ready. And, I'm ready for they, controversy. They all agree with him because he said it and he's been doing this since the late eighties, early nineties. You know, that's his favorite catchphrase. So 
I keep food 365. There's something growing all year long, even if it's just clover and chicory. There's something in the dirt. And on top of that, there's another 18 acres there that I keep mowed. So there's always fresh, tender something growing on top of the two acres of my own plot. So there's 20 acres of destination there for them, really. Um, so they want to be there. It's the greenest stuff around. Because mm -hmm. I don't have any participating farmers anymore. They're either old or dead. So where was I going? Oh, so I even had one of the neighbors say to me, and I told him, I, I said, uh, hey, would you want to shoot some does this year? He said, oh, I got a couple doe tags. I said, okay. I said, cool. I said, would, would you mind shooting some does right here around your house? He's like, well, I could. I'm like, well, why don't you? I said, because we kind of have a doe problem here, you know, um, around the houses. I'm talking. Now, first words out of his mouth was, oh, we got too many does. They're going to push off all the bucks. We're not going to see any bucks. I said, I think you've been watching YouTube too much. He goes, what do you mean? I said, just what I said. I said, you've been listening to somebody that doesn't, doesn't understand our situation here. <laughs> and, and I just left it at that. And that we just went on to a different conversation. But uh, I had much the opposite happen this year. I had a buck problem. And it wasn't a problem at all to me, <laughs> but I was seeing more bucks in a night than I was does this mm -hmm. year. Now, obviously, I have not been practicing buck management over there. I mean, as far as harvesting, every year I go over and I kill a doe and I go hunt bucks on the mountain. I, I haven't shot a buck over there in four years. Well, this year... I had some very nice bucks on camera and some that I was willing to shoot and wait till this I, fall. I had, yeah, this, this fall is going to be redonkulous. I mean, it's going to be, there's going to be a Godzilla around every tree, I think, mm -hmm. you know, because I had some great up and coming, you know, six points and stuff this past year, next year, they're going to be just bigger. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of bucks running around really soon. I mean, there was, I, w I was, when I finally committed, like, and got tired of not shooting anything and it was time to start shooting does, I, I had to really look them over because everything was a button buck or a small spike, you know, or a little, or, you know, a little three or four point coming. You know, I had to really look deer over this year before I started shooting the does because it just seemed like, you know, it was better than 50%. You know, I mm -hmm. had, it was, it was 50, 50 or better. You know, there was a lot of nights. How many nights did I text you and tell you, I can't get out of the tree. I'm stuck. Almost every night. Yeah. I stayed in the tree a lot of nights till it was 830 quarter to nine at night. And because I was pinned in, because I had four or five bucks 
in front of me eating. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to get out of the tree and bump them. So I waited them out. And it seems like they come in an hour before dark. They feed around and then they would feed off or just walk off. Why? I don't know. They're going to go lay down and chew cut, I guess, you know. But it works out nice. If I wait them out, they'll leave. Mm -hmm. So I would just wait them out. But yeah, I, I did not have a doe factory problem. I, I had much the opposite this year. I called it a buck factory. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, they, the neighbors, like he said, he said, those, all those dominant does are going to push off the bucks. And I, I just kept quiet. Yeah. Okay. So now that we kind of <clears throat> went on a rabbit hole with that, um, <laughs> let's go back to finishing this up with uh, the snow yeah. and, and scouting in the snow. Right. And why it could be maybe a good idea, but also a bad idea. Because we are in mid-January. Primarily, hunting seasons are coming to an end. Maryland, we still got like a week or something left. But, I mean, nobody's really hunting right now. It's yeah. today's, I think today's like 12 degrees. And everything over social media is scout, scout, scout. So, and with this cold temperatures, they want to scout. And we got snow on the ground. So, let's kind of break down what the deer are doing now. And how that could maybe not be a good idea for your, by the time hunting season comes around in September, October, November. Yeah. I mean, I understand where everybody's coming from. They got cabin fever. There's nothing to hunt right now, you know. And, and you can they, see where they're moving because it's Yeah. And, they, and it's easy to go out and see where they've been, you know. But the <laughs> issue at hand is they're in a whole different mode right now. They're in survival mode, you know. They're in a whole different pattern right now than what they're going to be in October coming mm -hmm. to a food plot or, or to a scrape right. or, you know, or checking does or whatever, you know, they're in a total different state of mind. They're herded up survival mode. Yeah. They, they, they know they're probably not even bedding in the same areas yeah. right now. They're in thermal cover somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? So when you trace them back to, to a big patch of pines or something they might i'm not saying they won't be but they may not be there in september and october bedding it might be well, a total different area well i have a couple of videos that i made a few years ago i think some of them are titled like deer know how to survive or something and they do like when these type of situations come up these really really cold temperatures and snow they have places where they go where they know they can survive. And that may, like yeah. you said, maybe in some cedars or pines where they breaks the wind or yeah. thermal covers. Um, yep. yep, thermal covers or areas they know has some sort of like browse where they can browse on. And it may be they might be browsing on cedars and pine eating pine needles or bark off a tree or whatever it is. They know where to go. So they herd up. They don't move much. They hunker down, conserve energy. They yeah. may go out into the south-facing slopes where you get extra sun. Um, so they're basically surviving right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, I guess what we were trying to say is it's kind of a false feeling that you found all these deer tracks and stuff and beds and things. Um, and I'm not saying that just throw it out the window, don't do it. Right. 
I'm just saying that don't put all your stock in that, you know. Some of it might be useful, but. Yeah, some of it's going to be useful. Uh, gives you a general idea, but. Don't not bank the, on it. Yeah, not the whole, not the whole picture. Yeah, don't, don't bank on it. I mean, what you find right now, you may not want to hang a stand over it late September, early October. Mm-hmm. It might be very unproductive. Not saying it couldn't happen. You know, there might be a couple that are still using that area or doing the same pattern or what. I don't know. But I'm just throwing the warning out there that I think a lot of people put too much stock in scouting right now. You know, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool to go out right now and see if there's, you know, if they're still have a scrape opened up or, you know, see where they're bedding, look what they're browsing on, you know, all the tips of everything chewed off. I mean, yeah, that, that's neat to see that stuff and, you know, see where they're coming and going and where they're headed. All cool stuff, you know, shed hunting, you know, so many antlers are dropping already. All neat stuff, but as far as your hunt, is that telling you anything for October's hunt? I'm torn, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I, well, I don't, I don't think that's like very documentable information, mm-hmm. you know, towards your hunting. Come eight more months, we'll be hunting again. I don't know. Coming quick. You know. Um, well, I, let's finish it up there. Um, just announce again that uh, February 3rd, we're going to be at the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I already had a few people reach out saying they're going to be there. They'd like to meet up or whatever and um, stuff. So anybody listening, if you're going, um, get a hold of me or Chris, and we'd like to meet up with you and give you a fist bump. No handshakes at the show. And right. uh, We're already sick. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about hunting and any questions you guys may have or whatever you want to talk about. So that's February yeah. 3rd, and it goes for nine days, but we'll only be there the, the opening day, February 3rd. I'm not going back after that. So No, I wouldn't. Yeah, so let but us know. Yeah, hey, do some commenting, too. Let us know what you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds good. So we have some more ammo to throw at you on these podcasts. Yeah. Podcast 56. Okay, guys. We'll see you. Hopefully we're better next week.